Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast. Again, I'm so excited to have an interview guest with us today who is a member of the Ivy League Challenge. George has just finished his cohort. He's been through the system and we have a lot to talk about today because George, boy, you've had an incredible experience leading up to the Ivy League Challenge. You've experienced quite a bit of change during the challenge, and I just love for my listeners to be able to hear your experience from your perspective. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so thrilled to be on the show. It's 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 surreal. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing, and I think you've got a really important story to tell. So let's start kind of from the beginning to help everyone understand where you're coming from and, and give us some context for this interview. What issue or problem or problems, plural, were you facing before you discovered the Ivy League Challenge? Well, really, before I discovered the Ivy League Challenge, it felt like I was floating around. I didn't really know what I wanted um, to do with whatever talents I might have had. You know, I, I, I knew what it was that angered me, but I didn't know what it was that I liked. And so I wasn't able to pursue that. I didn't know what my core values were. I didn't know what it was that drove me, what drove George. So the Ivy League Challenge really prepared me for, you know, becoming a part of society that's meaningful and, you know, able to, to better the world. Yeah. So you felt like you had some idea of who you were and what drove you, but not clarity around those things. So, so what did the frustration feel like as you tried to solve that problem? Oh, well, it was not easy, I must say. It, it, was, it was a very long process of reckoning. So when, when, when I didn't know who I was or what it was that my core values were, it was like I was searching for um, some answers as to what it was that drove me. But when I mm -hmm. went into the Ivy League Challenge, there were clear steps um, that I could take. There were clear goals that I was reaching for that I was able to really dig deep into my soul for, to find those little things that made me tick. And that's really what uh, powered me into who I am now, someone who's oh. aware of what they're core values are and what it is that they want to pursue. Wow, I'm really excited to get there. Let's let's just kind of help create the context for a second before we dive into what it feels like now and, and what you've been able to discover about yourself. Can you walk me through, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you just finished your sophomore year of high school. And so what was what was it like trying to be, I know you're ambitious, you've got ambitions for a more selective college, you have ideas about what success means for you. And so not having clarity around your core values, what was difficult about being an ambitious student without that clarity? Well, it was hard to juggle my academics with these existential questions of meaning and who I was. I was trying to build an identity and I was grasping for all sorts of things that I wasn't the best at, you know? And I didn't know what it was that I liked or what I wanted to perfect in. So it was very stressful. It was tiring. It was exhausting. I felt like I was running in circles and I couldn't, I couldn't find the roadmap that would lead me out of my predicament. And everyone else felt, seemed like they were, you know, set for life. They knew what they wanted to do. And I was just lost. Oh, my goodness. So you feel not just 
like you're wondering if you're good enough, but also you feel like you're the only one who might be wondering these things. That must have been so encouraging to, to meet with peers in the Ivy League Challenge and discover that absolutely everyone has that self-doubt and those same fears. Um, can you tell us, having finished the Ivy League Challenge, what would you say is different now? Well, what's different is my renewed confidence in who I am and what it is that I value over um, what it is that you know other people might tell me to value. There's a huge, huge difference um, between external factors that pressure you into success or um, well-being in one area rather than intrinsic motivation that comes from within when you have a fire in your soul and you're ready to put boots on the ground for one cause. The Ivy League Challenge allowed me to have the tools to go after that um, that thing in my soul that I didn't know was there before. And my peers really helped to solidify that idea of who I was. It, it, it was just such an eye-opening program for me. And I, I just thank you for that. <laughs> you are so generous with your praise, and I, I really appreciate that. That is so kind of you. Can can we understand perhaps just some examples of maybe what stood out to you over the course of the of the challenge? It's a twelve week course, right? So we go through phase one, which is finding your core values, that self awareness, which it sounds like was really impactful for you. But then we move into phase two, and and we help students understand that in the Ivy League challenge. Um, and, and just in, in as a good idea to prepare for life and to become more competitive for these selective schools, if you can make a real meaningful impact in your community aligned with your core values, then, then that is what helps kind of create the evidence that you are who you say you are, right? And so it really sets you apart in the eyes of admissions officers and things like that. And then in phase three, we get into strategy and how you scale your project, how you network with experts, and how you apply phase one and phase two to your college application. So over the course of those 12 weeks, do you have examples of specific weeks or specific lessons that really stood with you that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I have a few. Um, one of the most influential exercises, I might say, is when you had us envision our future selves. Mm. I didn't. I didn't know what I'd look like before I went into that exercise, and when I came out of it, I said to myself, "Wow, I had no idea that's what I wanted myself to look like, or that's what I thought I could look like." But when you sit down and you you have to ask yourself those tougher questions, it can open a lot of doors in your mind. There are so many other examples of um, exercises that we did in the Ivy League Challenge that completely changed my way of thinking um, personally about myself and about the world in general. Mm. Wow. What surprised you the most? Uh, what surprised me the most? I, I've got to say my peers. My peers were the most surprising part of the cohort. One, because they were outstanding. I was just so impressed by the people that they were and what they wanted from this life. They, they all seemed so driven. Uh, I was impressed that they were able to convey everything that they needed to go and get for themselves and for the people around them. Their, 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 um, their creativity and their ingenuity inspired me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always amazed by you and by your peers, by the, the participants in the Ivy League Challenge. It really leaves me feeling like the world is 
in great hands. We have a lot of hope for the future because your generation is going to be the leadership that's taking over, you know, where the current leaders are leaving off. So uh, I completely agree that always, even though I expect outstanding and amazing performance from the participants in the challenge, I'm always amazed when it actually comes through and, and just, it always blows me away. You, you guys are amazing. And you too. Let's talk about that in, in just a second. I, I'm excited to talk just a little bit about your ideas for your impact in your community. Uh, but first, take us to the moment when you realized that the Ivy League challenge was actually working to solve your problem. That original problem of feeling like you were lost, that you were all alone, that you didn't know who you were and how you kind of could stand out and make yourself you know, known to in, in your application, make your 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 you know, the the ways that you would contribute to a, a freshman class. How do you make that clear? Uh, how did you know, or, or what was the moment when you realized that, that the program was helping you solve that problem? Well, I realized that when you had us pan down our interests and basically jot down what it was that made us happy, what made us angry, uh, what lit a fuse inside of us. And that mm-hmm. was a turning point when, when we were forced to, you know, put the puzzle pieces together, um, find the intersection between what made us want to speak out what we would be motivated to do and what was fun for us. That was, it, it was a game changer for me. And I know that colleges would love to see students who are passionate about some real world issue that they otherwise wouldn't have seen from the regular Joe applicant. You know, mm-hmm. it's not every applicant that goes out of their way to pursue what it is that makes them happy, what makes them feel meaningful in this world. And they make real differences when you're energized and happy to do what it is that that uh, you're meant to do. So I I really think that exercise, no, the entire cohort um, helped to triangulate what it is that makes you tick. And Mm. that's what stands out to colleges. Ah, I love it. You know, it's so interesting because so often the the students that you're describing that, that cannot have that standout factor in their applications, why can't they have it? Well, they're so busy trying to be better than everyone else at everything. Right. And when you're that busy, your schedule is that compressed, you have zero chance of, of discovering your core values and then executing, you know, meaningful impact in your community aligned with those core values. How could you possibly do that if you don't have time to even figure out who you are or what drives you? And so you're describing, you're saying that when you were trying to be better than everyone else at everything, um, you just alluded to this idea that, that, you have more energy and more excitement and more focus when you are doing activities that are aligned with your core values versus before when you were just trying to be the best at everything and hope that that was enough to help you stand out. Am I summarizing your thoughts correctly? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So how does that feel then now that you know what drives you and what energizes you? Um, what is life like? And, and help contrast that for people who are listening in and wondering, could this possibly be real? Uh, because I can imagine if the you from a few months ago listened to yourself right now, the you from before the Ivy League challenge, you might wonder if it's even possible to not be overwhelmed and totally exhausted all the time. Because I remember our first conversation before you joined the program. Um, And so for the listeners listening in who think, oh man, add an impact project, add this self-awareness work, add the Ivy League challenge to my already crazy, overwhelming, overbearing, exhausting schedule, how can I possibly fit more in 
speak to that mindset and, and help these students understand what your experience was like. Man, um, you know, I was them. All right. When I was going, when, when I was outside of the Ivy League challenge and I was about to start it, I thought this would be adding on to my schedule, that it would just burden me, that it would weigh down whatever else I was have I had on in my life. Um, my academics were stressful enough. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. I felt like I was falling behind. It was exhausting. And needless to say, most people know how that feels. At least one point in their lives, they've known how that feels. And you don't have to feel that way. I, I've learned from the Ivy League Challenge. But what the Ivy League Challenge is, is, is not piling more onto your schedule. It's learning how to manage your time better. It's learning how to streamline what it is that is most important to you. So instead of cutting like, um, a dull blade with a super wide surface, you're more like an axe that has a pointed surface. You know, mm. it, it gets to the heart of what it is that makes someone proficient in a single or um, concentrated area. It's focus. That's what the Ivy League challenge brings. It's not adding more stuff. In fact, it's actually cutting down on the things you don't need. And it liberates you. It felt like a weight off of my chest when I started doing the exercises that I didn't think would help at first, but Mr. Gardner encouraged us to do it. And eventually, lo and behold, it alleviated so much stress that I felt like a new person. Wow. It, 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 was, it was astonishing. <laughs> I love that. And I love how clearly you, you clarify you know, this, this before and after picture because you were that overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious teenager who had big dreams and really wanted to get there but was beginning to doubt or had been doubting for a little while and was absolutely wondering if all the extra effort was worth it, if it's not going to pay off in the end anyway. Um, and so I love how, you know, my goal in, in the challenge, I don't know if, if I've articulated this to you before or not, but my goal is to take that mindset, the, man, this is so hard, but I've just got to do it. It's so important. I don't want to let my family down. I mean, it's so important for me to get into XYZ University, right? If I can only get into Duke or whatever the school is, then I know I'll be happy and I know I'll be successful. And completely turn that mindset on its head so that it says, I say, or the student says, you know, I know who I am. I know my core values. I have a, a actual track record of solving real problems in the real world whichever university I choose to go to will be lucky to have me because I'm going to be successful wherever I go. And if Duke or whatever school I'm interested in now aligns with my core values by the time I apply, sure, I'll give it a try because I'm going to be a really competitive applicant at those schools as someone who understands their core values, has higher levels of self-awareness than other people, has a track record of, of solving problems in the real world. I know I'm going to be competitive for these top universities and why not? I'll throw my hat in the ring. But whichever school I choose to go to, they're going to be lucky to have me, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's. would you say that it's a little bit less stressful of an experience to have that mindset compared to the previous mindset? Yes. 100%. <laughs> You're not begging to please this great almighty university. All right. You're, you're, you're becoming your own person and showing them that you're successful wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why do they want someone who's begging to get in? They want someone who doesn't need them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's talk just for a second about your impact project because you're just at the beginning of what looks like a really, really exciting but highly personally meaningful project. Can you tell us just a little bit about what your core values are and how they led to you or led you to where you're at right now with your ideas for your impact project? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've always wanted um, to make a meaningful impact in terms of integrity and respect and doing due justice to those things that most people would brush past. And what I mean by that is giving voice where there wouldn't be a voice otherwise. I want to make sure that people with meaningful stories are heard and not just trampled over as it most times normally is. Mm-hmm. So my my impact project as it is now is to help a Ukrainian person who is suffering with uh, his his relatives and his experiences that otherwise might not have been heard. I'm trying to bring light to that. I'm trying to spread that and share it across a wider spectrum. Allow them to 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 inspire other people. And it's a student led operation. It's it's not just um, showing how great one person is, but it's also giving light to and inspiring other younger people to mobilize and rally behind one person and, and, and know that they can achieve great things even at a young age. That's what my impact project is, and it's, it's, it's coming together beautifully. Ah, oh, it's amazing. So uh, to, to just kind of give some context to the listeners, there's a, a student who was also in the Ivy League Challenge who is from Ukraine, but he's living outside of Ukraine. But all of his family, his cousins, his neighbors, his friends growing up are still in Ukraine. And some of them are old enough to be uh, learning how to operate machine guns so that they can fight in a war that they never wanted to be a part of. So he uh, is working with you. Together, the two of you are working to uh, create a online auction. And perhaps we're going to need to do a full on... we will. We'll need to do this. We'll need to do a, a podcast episode to share with the entire world the entire project and just focus the entire podcast episode on this project because it, it really is worth it. But the idea is the two of you together are creating a website that allows uh, allows for artists and musicians and creative uh, students in the Ivy League Challenge to produce U- Ukraine-themed artwork and music um, so that he can transform that art into non-fungible tokens or NFTs and then sell the art in an online auction uh, to raise money for his friends and family and neighbors in Ukraine to rebuild their homes and and everything else. Well, uh, you're being very humble and understated, but you have a YouTube channel with a following and you on your YouTube channel have a voice that you can used to give other marginalized voices some power and and some strength behind their voices. And so you you know we've discussed how you can address topics like bullying in school or vaping or whether prices are appropriate for certain things like school lunch and and, and things that can really make a difference to certain demographics of society. Um, and this is just the beginning, right? In in about a month or two would you be open to coming back on the show and talking about, you know, where this evolved from the the budding idea that it is now into kind of that full-fledged program that that should be happening in a couple months? Yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. I think that would be a fantastic story for us to come back to. And I just want to thank you, George, for sharing your experience. I think it's really valuable for listeners to hear what it's like 
to uh, to know that they're not alone when they feel anxious, when they wonder if if they are good enough. And I think it is so, so important that people hear your voice as the student and understand what you have gone through. So thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing that voice with our audience. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.